Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Well, listen, Buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. Let's go to the phones, uh, Dino, Dunedin. G'day, Dean. Yeah, mate, I vow and declare, I don't know what's going on with that all-black team. It's, um, I love the game, personally. I want, what I want you to do, mate, is a little bit of homework because you've got the means of finding out the stats, but no collapsed scrums, I don't think. I was pretty pissed when I watched it the first time, so I watched it again on Sunday just to make sure I knew what I was sort of looking at. But for me, the, the best player was their Highlander number seven that played number eight for us. Mm. Pazaki, I don't want to try and have a go at his name, but what a game he had. And um, we were damn lucky. The first try shouldn't have been allowed. That was a miles not straight line out and a full pass. Like the referee made the call on that in the end. He, the TMO said, yeah, looks forward to me. Look forward to everyone else in the stadium too, but he still allows it. But that's part of rugby now, I think. I don't know that it should be acceptable, but it's almost like it is. You know, like that, that, that just shocked me really to be fair but I'm actually as much as I don't like to see players getting injured and getting sent home I think it could be a blessing in disguise just quietly I'm I'm just trying to get a bloody hotel in London or Wales wherever they're going to stay and send Dalton over some black hair dye and I think he'll go damn good mm-hmm. don't like that blonde crap going on but <laughs> he's trying to look like Dolph Lundgren out of the Rocky movie but he's a fine footy player and he's going to get a chance now to he almost cement a spot I believe so it's interesting. And Roger and Enor liked it. And I'm quite happy that they've decided, you know, they liked it too. Well, well, they'll start for the 15 against the Irish 15. No harm in that with Damien and TJ inside them. That'd be a useful start of a back line, I would think. So, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, though, that Carlos is bang on the money. But the ironic thing in all this was the start of rotation was in the Japanese box, and they aren't rotating anything. They're playing their best 15 week after week after week after week after week after week, and that's how you win rugby. Mm. We've only won World Cups, and we've done that. When we've rotated, because we've got 40, but we wouldn't have a clue who our best 15, let alone our 23 is, we get fourth, third, second, third, fourth. You know, that's, that's, that's what's happening. It's common. And the emotionless box of ours is a bit scary too, I think. Mm. But I love the game. I thought the stat I want is how long was the ball in play because it seemed to be in play a hell of a lot because there weren't a lot. There was no collapsed scrums. There was one scrum penalty right towards the end of the game. Yeah, I, I actually thinking back, I don't remember a collapsed scrum at all, mate. I, I I really don't. Yeah, good. Point. And the field wasn't great. The field wasn't great because in the when they're making tackles, the you know, the, it was peeling up under their boots and there's a couple of back, outside backs tried to change direction. Young Clark one stage and he just slipped over, but there wasn't one collapsed scrum. Mm. So whether that's just the Japanese, hell, you, they're just different people. They'll just perfect whatever it is and they, they don't like cheating too much. They, um, it was the, the ball and play in that game must have been way more than what we used to, had to be. Yeah, well, they, they they came to play, and I love that. And and you comment about the the Japanese. I know their forward drills that they do, and they just they love drills, repetition, 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 and good flat backs, good strong guys, and they were they were just so up for it. And and I embraced that from Japan. 
Oh, mate, it was outstanding. Like, that lock, if he's an ex-Kiwi, he could go to the World Cup for us, Duran, whatever his name. I haven't even heard of him. Mm. And that's what the game's doing now. Like, that, that, I love that, that young guys in New Zealand realise that, well, a real gun in front of me is going to stay there for 10 years, which at the end of the day, I think now with professional rugby is a little bit long, especially at the very top. You can have a couple, like Sam Whitelock proves you can do it, but there's not many others. Dane has been outstanding, but Bean is the word. I'm sure um, Corey, when you get on, will say the same thing. Like Even um, Cody Taylor, like, oh, I just want to see Tokiaho star against Wales, and Amoa come on with 20 to go and just play like he did for Wellington. Like The way Amoa played for Wellington, Staffy, is what used to get you an all-black jersey. And when a guy gets hurt, like Sam Kane, like Cody Taylor, and they, oh no, sorry, Dane Coles. And when that guy was given an opportunity, you sometimes never saw your jersey again. Mm. That's just the custodian factor of the All Black jumper. Do you give someone that wants it a start and a good shot? And Dalton's got a golden opportunity. He has. I think he might take it too. I think he's the sort of guy that will just relish that opportunity. Oh, mate, I, I, well, if he hasn't got enough hair dye to put a whole lot black, just put a seven in the back of it or something. <laughs> Good stuff. Awesome, Dino. Good chatting. No worries, mate. Vowing to clear all day, you know. Good on you. Vowing to clear. That's from Dino. Um, what are your thoughts <clears throat> on this all black? So something on Roger Tuivasa-Shek. I spoke this morning to a very well-respected coach, and his words to me were, I feel like Roger Tuivasa-Shek has been set up to fail. And in that, wasn't saying that he wasn't a good player, but he was being asking, there was too much being asked of him to transition from league to rugby. And I've been banging on about this for a long time, that if, he, if they introduced him in rugby on the right wing, all of the game is to his left. All of the game is to his left. And then he works out how to play the back three. Wings on a string. You know how that pendulum works. You've got the right wing, full back, left wing. If the full back moves up on the right hand side of the field, the left wing drops back and covers full back. Vice versa, if the full back's drawn. So he can learn that. And then to get him out back in the full back. Much easier for him, for him to learn. Get space. Fantastic under the high ball. But at second five, there is so much to learn. And I've heard a number of very high-performing rugby players saying potentially the hardest position to learn. Um, You've got the game on your left. You've got the game on the right, in front of you, behind you, kicking game. Do I move in? Do I move out? So many things to learn. And it, it hasn't really been fair on the bloke. And I almost think, to prove that point, when Anton Leonard Brown came on the field, with that nous, with that knowledge, with that experience, try saving tackles, right place, right time. I mean, what's he had? One game for Waikato under his belt after a long, long time out? And again, I'm not poo-pooing Roger Tuivasa-Shek, but I just feel like things have conspired against them. Not intentionally, but they, they do it in rugby as well with promising young first fives out of school and out of age groups, and then they move into a senior team, they chuck them at fullback to go and learn the game at fullback. They're a first five. And we just, I don't know. Better rugby brains than me out there, and I was talking to a better one this morning who just felt Roger had been um, 
not unfairly treated, but we're not going to see the best of him because of how it's all been managed. Anyway, we'll go to Dunedin again. We'll talk to Cliff. G'day, Cliff. G'day, Staffy. How you doing? Good, thanks, Cliff. Yeah, um, I just really ring in about what you've been just talking about with Tuivasa Sheik. You know, he doesn't even know where he's going to play in this side if he gets picked. Mm. He doesn't know if he's going to start, and if he doesn't start, where he's going to come on. The guy hasn't played enough rugby to be a a guy who can play anywhere. You know, there's certain guys that can do that, can play different positions, and because they've played a fair bit of rugby before. But, you know, two of us at Sheck hasn't played much rugby, and he's expected to be a winger, possibly a fullback even, and play second five, maybe even centre. Mm. And, and and I think there's too many of that in the in the All Black squad. There's a huge amount of players this year, at the end of the season, even just the All Blacks, I'd say there's probably maybe 45 guys that played for the All Blacks this year, and it's just too much. I know there's been some injuries, and it's and it makes it difficult, but we haven't played 20 games this year. We've probably played a dozen, uh, but there's just too much change. Guys don't know if they're going to play. They don't even know if they're going to make the squad. And and a couple of three or four years ago, the team was so settled. And well, I take it that COVID has made things a bit difficult. And but there's just too much change. There's too many too many odds and evens in this team. You know, naming that other side to go away. Well, that was a waste of time, really. They the, the other team was supposed to play in Canada, remember? And now, why didn't they go to Japan? They should have sent the B team to Japan and then toured over in, in Europe and played the Barbarians, or not even played the Barbarians. They could have just sent them over to play Japan. Mm. You know, they all struggled to beat Japan. And really, we should have had seen our B, C team over there, and they should have beat them, not the, the A's struggling. It's, you know, it's been a poor season. The whole season has been really badly organised. Can't blame COVID, but it's just everything about it. It's from the CEO through the management, the board, and the coach. And the coach, he he's been throwing different guys to help him, but there's no settled. It's not settled anywhere. You know, the biggest thing would be is to start afresh next year. I'm, I'm hoping that Ethan Black. I'm not a Crusaders man, but Ethan Blackadder to me, he's the next All Black captain on the rank. He's he's got he's got the game. He's got. He's going to have mana, that boy. You know, he's got pedigree from his from his dad, but he's a good player. And until they find a, a, a captain who's number one on the sheet, the team is always going to struggle because everyone else on the field is looking at the captain and saying, he's lucky to be here. He's had concussion issues, and he's never really been the same since. And he's filled in, he's taken over from the GOAT. You know, Richie McCaw was the greatest seven and we've had great sevens but to me Sam Kane just isn't in that league at all mm. that's been the problem isn't it you can't follow something that isn't that good yeah. that's why I don't think I don't think the guys look around and listen look look for the captain to say come on fellas pick the game up because they go well he's not that great anyway <laughs> and, he, and he's struggling you know and I don't want to I don't want to knock Kane but he just it's He's bumble. He's he has he's had a couple of good games this year, but really, he ain't the man, is he? 
I, I, I question if any are, apart from Adi Savia, maybe maybe a couple of others, um, Samasoni Tokiaho. I mean, that's the sort of performances we saw from every All Black every game, and we just we're just not seeing. But I've got to push on, Cliff. Uh, really enjoy your calls. Thanks for coming on. That was Cliff. We'll take a break. On the other side, Jeff out of Cornwall and your calls, 0800-150-811, Midday Madness. We are back to the phones. I think we've still got you there, Jeff. G'day, buddy. Yeah, there you go. Stavie, yeah, the old uh, daughter took off in the old buggy with my phone and, and I just could hear you in the distance, but now she's back <laughs> just in time. But, Jesus. Uh, yeah, she put... I really enjoyed the old... Flick between the channels and that with the cricket and the rugby, the league, you name it, we had it. And the girls, that was fantastic. Um, yeah, I thought the best coaches, New Zealand coaches, are on display there. And the, and the two best coaches on display weren't the All Black coaches. They were the two Kiwi coaches, Brownie and Joseph. So they had a game plan sorted. Obviously, the defence patterns and the attacking patterns, you know. And the referee had a, a very average game. And in fact, the fifth, was it, I wouldn't call them 50-50 calls, Daffy. They were blatantly forward pass, not straighten the line out two or three times, clearly. Mm. So we got the rub of the green. Probably, we probably picked up 14 points, 10 or 14 points that we shouldn't have. Mm. Uh, yes, you got the, yes, you got the uh, Brody Retallick call bang on. That was really dumb, you know, that's dangerous, reckless, and he'll be out for quite a while, you know, that's just, you know, that was, yeah, I just can't believe he did that actually, you know, but that clean out, the can't clean out, you know, your head and shoulders are going to be above your hips, and you've got to use your arms, you can't mm. drop the shoulder into a guy's neck and head, head there, so, yeah, we're lucky to win that, to be honest, and it just, just shows you, for, for man and man on the paddock, that, you know, Japanese all-black man on man, there was only one or two all-blacks that really stood up, you know, to be honest. Um, what are your thoughts, bud? Look, I'm the same. Um, I think we looked, and it was the excuses after the game about, you know, we need to work on combinations, a um, little bit of uh, we weren't cohesive enough, but that's because they keep changing the team all the time. And then... It's almost like you feel like they're going out there introducing themselves to each other, flat out. <laughs> That's why it's not working. That's why the patterns aren't working. Yeah, yeah, bang on, you know. And, I mean, shit, I don't know. These guys get paid a lot of money, you know. And uh, I know we've got some top-class players that come back with the Barrett boys and co. And, you know, I mean, Mawanga didn't, didn't, he didn't steady the ship or had the opportunity, you know. I just, you know, he's all right, got... I mean, we want players that can perform under pressure, and there's a lot that didn't stand up mm. under pressure, you know, on the, with the back on the back foot, because we're never we're not not going to get front foot all the time, as long as we get the one hour set pieces. And uh, but yeah, the breakdown, of course, we we're sort of yeah, 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 it was disappointing, really. Yeah. It really was disappointing. It was, Jeff. It was. Well, go and find your golf cart and go low. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, Jeff. That is Jeff out of Cromwell. Talking about Richie Moonga, like the kicking, um, they weren't attacking. They weren't. They weren't um, strategic kicks. For me, they were kicks because we couldn't get through, and so we'll just kick it. And then 
Japan are going, yee we got the ball. And we just go on to defence. I'm concerned for the All Blacks. This, this, this criticism, if that's what you call it, that's what the text messages are saying, it's, it's, it's from a basis of concern. There are just not good enough back-to-back good performances. And you know what a Rugby World Cup is? That's back-to-back games. That's back-to-back games. Um, Simon and Jeff will come to you very sh- uh, Simon and Zaid, sorry, will come to you very shortly. Quick break for new sport and weather update, and we'll be back with your calls. Well, listen, Buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. Thanks for holding on, team. 0800 150 Go to Simon and Hamilton. G'day, Simon. Yeah, g'day, Steffi. How are you, all right? Good, thanks, Simon. Hey, um, my sort of thinking uh, over what's been happening, and, and I, I want your thoughts on it, because you certainly uh, look into it more deeply than I do, but when, do you think that our natural flair and ability has been coached out of us? We're, we're not... Letting our letting our players out there express themselves they probably the way they want to. I hundred percent agree with that. I a hundred percent agree with that. It's just like this it's you can see what probably the team are doing. They're being told what to do by their coach and, and what what what's replacing the world at the moment that there's a word a, a, a person replacing a person. We've just come too robot robotic. It's, it's, uh, for me, anyway. You know These what? Guys, we hear at the end of games in New Zealand, whether it's All Black Super, NPC, when teams go down and they talk to the captain, they said we didn't stick to our processes. For God's sake, if everybody sticks to their processes, it's boring. Look at the Black Ferns. They don't stick to their processes. Wayne Smith says play what's in front of you. They must be the hardest team to scout because they chuck something different at you all the time. The All Blacks are very easy to scout because there's no innovation. No, it, it sort of comes back to, I mean, we were always the, the trendsetters and, and, and how things went. And people are saying that we've taken steps backwards, and, and possibly we have, but everybody's taken the step forward that they needed to do to to, to beat us, really, because that's proven with Argentina and Ireland and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, I don't Goodness think... Goodness knows, don't want it, we don't want it to happen next year in, in the big dance, but um, we've just got to get ahead of the game. And I'm, and, and I'm not saying... Foster's going to be there till the World Cup, so we can't really go on that. But it, it just it it sort of that's the way it comes across to me. I mean, we've got guys that can carve teams up if if they want to, but they're sticking to the processes, and clearly that hasn't worked for us much lately. So I guess these guys may need to take a um, a lesson from the, the professor and and change it up and and. Whether they're going to do that in the next three tests, we'll soon find out, I suppose. Mm. But it does come back to combinations too, doesn't it? Let's get some... I, I bet you if someone said, I'm going to name the same three uh, th- uh, teams for the next three weeks, barring industry, no one would believe them. And whether that would help or not, probably needs to start happening now, really. We need some continuity of selection. Not for our sake, but I think for the players' sake. Like midfield combinations, nine ten combinations, they're just always different. Yeah, hundred mm. percent. And and we've had some injuries, and we've had some players out, and things like that. And we've probably got to take that into consideration. But 
if Ian Foster was playing a World Cup final next weekend, you'd you'd like to think he'd play as uh, his best team available, and and I guess he would, but. It's still something that's probably up in the air a little bit whether it would happen. Yeah, well, we don't know what it is, and I don't think he knows what it is either. That's that's um, uh, we've been looking for two years. Yeah, and I mean we've had some personnel change inside the box as well, but we all sort of thought that Joe Smith would sort of make a, a difference. Jason Ryan certainly made a difference to the forward pack. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just think we just. Our natural flair and ability has been coached out of us. It's just, for me, that's terrible because, I mean, you go back to all those games in the past and same sort of same sort of players like I can just Tana and that Sydney test where Jonas scored there. It, it just, they just knew how to score a try where they sort of weren't thinking about it, eh? Mm, that's bang on. Bang on, Simon. Good call. Thanks for coming on. All right, mate. Catch you later. Cheers, buddy. Simon out of Hamilton. Go to Auckland. Zaid. G'day, Zaid. G'day, what about the breakers? They're hot. <laughs> they are. That's out They're of their field. <laughs> two, two wins in a row. And um, Barry Brown Jr., the breakers at Sparkarine actually shot the lights out yesterday. Um, they couldn't do The jack jumpers couldn't do anything about it. They, they were their namesake. They were an ant, mate. They were doing nothing the second half. And Barry Brown Jr., Derek Parton, Brantley, the new imports. And if you would have to say... Look what the um, breakers have done about a co- coach change, you know? That's maybe that's the All Blacks need to do. Young, Modi, Ma- fresh. Modi hot. Young, fresh, Modi enthusiastic. Job. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Modi me all, but that's even my whole of the weekend. The, bra- the Black Caps get themselves out of a corner. Um, someone steps up, and it was Glenn Phillips. Um, he is, he's always been a good player. for. He's been a good player at Auckland Aces. And um, when, when the batters don't want to come to the party... Your first three um, batters go. Um, someone steps up and Glenn Phillips stepped up. And then you've got Tim Salvey and Trent Bolt. Just do what they do every game. Get wickets. And I think we're, I think they, we're in a red-hot chance of winning the World Cup. Um, the, sorry, the Kiwis didn't look that good in the weekend. They were pretty much... And the All Blacks were absolutely disgusting. Um, just no one really worked. Um, Roger Tree versus Chick actually wasn't that bad for me, but no one really played that well. Um, some people said... Sam Kane was less existent than my dad on um, Facebook, so he was getting um, the usual comments. But um, he's on a plane with a broken cheekbone, and um, Dalton Papali, he's got a red, heart, red um, hot chance to get a number seven jersey. I think he probably came on and played pretty well. Um, number six is still open, Shannon Brazil. Didn't play the best, but we're missing the group. We missed all the frontline players, and there's no Savia. Um, Rico Ioani and Harvey were definitely missing, So, mm. but no, nah, uh, we played real bad, and... Um, Japan looked pretty pretty good, and they as soon as their red card off, they went they took their chance and nearly bet the All Blacks. Um, yeah, and um, Kazuki Hamono, whatever his name was, looked pretty good. Michael as a Michael Leach, um, who's been around forever for Japan, always plays well, and um, yeah, they looked really good. And that Derms, who scored a nice try, but yeah, Japan was well all over the All Blacks. Their breakdown was disgusting, and um, All Blacks couldn't do anything. Worstest performance of the year. So that's what I've got to say. Absolutely horrible. And there yeah. he is, New Zealand, SENZ's roving reporter, every Monday brought to you by Zaid. Sweet. Later. Thank you. Cheers. Zaid. Champion. Champion. Dave. G'day, Dave. G'day, Staffy. He's good, isn't he? He's not bad. <laughs> I don't know where he gets all the time to watch all that sport. It's incredible. <laughs> uh, he, um, look, with the All Blacks, I'm just, 
I've said it to you before, they are not going to win the World Cup. It's just not going to happen. And for those people that think it is, I'm real sorry. And I'll probably cop it for it. But we're, we're not going to get it together in time for that. And you said a few months ago you'd fallen out of love with rugby. And I thought, oh, that's sad. But it's happening to me as well. Mm. There's so much other sport on that's where the team's putting more of an effort in. You can see the coaching. They're trying more. And, like, we're going backwards. We used to be number one. <laughs> I don't know, you know, rankings are relevant. We were so far ahead of the pack and they were chasing, chasing, chasing. And then we'd innovate. We're, at least we go up five notches, which is not going to happen. We're going to get slaughtered. Mm. And we could lose another two games out of the last three. We could lose another. We didn't deserve to win that one. Yeah, you made a good comment there about we were always innovators. We were, and and like other teams have been making steps forward. But I think they've always been making steps forwards. But so is New Zealand. I just feel I don't think we've gone back. I think we've gone soft. We've stayed where we are, and everyone's come up, and the innovation's gone. And a lot of people saying about Jason Ryan and Joe Smith. Yes, they've made improvements, but but don't forget that. The brains and the spark behind the rise and rise of Ireland, even when Joe Smith there, was Andy Farrell. Um, he was the guy with the innovation as well. It's the innovators that we are lacking, and it's time, you know. it's. I don't know. I don't think we've got long enough either to, to turn around. By, with every bone in my body, I hope we turn it around to become the force again. But we've only got 12 months now. Yeah. The only way we... The only way we possibly could turn it around is get the professor. And like you say with, with Andy Farrell, I've mentioned it before, he was at that game uh, when there was like 13 lead changes in South Africa. Um, he was on the bench with Bomber Lancaster and then he became the England defence coach. And every time we lost or drew, like with the Lions or Ireland, he was there. Mm. And you're, you're dead right. And the thing with Joe Smith, whatnot. You know, they reach a point where, I think they reach a point where they their innovation hits a, you know, a, a top and they maybe can't go any further. And so we're bringing guys in that maybe have reached their pinnacle of you know, their nous of how they're going to work things out. That's why you need younger coaches mm. because they see the game different. They can't come through it at a different period. And, you know, they, they all go forward. We're not saying we're going backwards. What I mean, in a way, is like the flair. Because we're coaching the flair out, that was part of our innovation. Like, yeah. when you've got guys that just... Mar and Conrad, they just linked together because they knew each other so well. Mm. And probably half, half the stuff wasn't coached. And like you say, the processes. Sometimes on your show, you say, Sammy, oh, should we do this now? So it's not on the format. You're just doing it ad hoc. And that's what the All Blacks, you know, if we're in the uh, 22 and the ball comes to us, we will kick it out. Once we get to the halfway line, and, you know, they've got a, it's, it's robotic rugby and it's not working. It, don't, it won't work and it's too easy to work out because the other teams watch the tapes and they know what's going to happen. Mm, that's what I mentioned before. I'm, I'm in agreement with you, Dave. Um, we're an easy team to scout because we just don't seem to offer anything different. Um, good chatting, though, Dave. Always appreciate your call. Cheers, Debbie. Cheers, Thank buddy. Dave, uh, quick break on the other side. We're going to have Graham. We're going to have, I think, Hayden as well. Stick around. We'll be back after a short break. Straight back to the phones. Thanks for holding on. Uh, first of all, we're going to Graham. G'day, Graham. 
How are you, mate? Oh, I'm, um, lock, I'm locking the birds chirping in the background. It's put me at ease already. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, we're actually lucky down here. We've got an anniversary weekend. Oh, we've got nice. A day off. Nice. And we need it after Saturday. We need it after Saturday. They weren't going to give it to me because I walk around with a Northland shirt on, so they weren't <laughs> going to give it to me. But anyway, I managed to sneak it in. Um, <laughs> yeah, a big, firstly, a big ups to the Black Ferns and the people of Northland who went along to Akara Park and yep. supported them. And, um, and good luck to the ladies in the semi final. I hope they go well. Um, a, a big ups to the Japanese team and their coaches. I think, you know, a little bit. Sometimes too much is made of how bad we are, and we are bad. But you know, Jamie Joseph and Tony Brown and John Mitchell aren't mugs. Um, like a couple of the previous callers have said, those guys have been have stuck that team together, and they played the same, basically the same team for every game. So, and the next time we play them, I think they'll they'll get they'll get they'll come close to beating us. They should have they should have at least got a draw out of this game with the forward pass that. Everyone saw except the ref, mm. but like 2007. <laughs> so just, it's just disappointing and frustrating. Steph, um, I don't even know what to say anymore. We've been saying the same thing since the end of the last end of the last year's tour. I don't. He's not good enough as the coach. Some of the players aren't good enough. Some of them don't even. I don't think they, they just don't seem to want to play for their dues anymore. You saw two guys sitting in the stand who are both goats. When Richie and Dan, that black jersey meant everything to those guys. Just doesn't seem to be that way anymore. And I'm, you know, I'm from a Scottish heritage. I, I don't think Scotland will beat them, but I really hope they put on a their B team and we've got a damn good chance of beating them. Mm. Um, we could, like the last quarter said, we could potentially lose two of these next three tests. I mean, so, Wales and England aren't going to be scared of this lot, are they? No, not at all. They just. They would have worked it out. Wayne Pivak's not a bad coach. Just frustrating and disappointing, and we lost. We missed the opportunity to change it, where they didn't. When they didn't give um, Scott the job, uh, if they lose two, I reckon they should still sack him. They probably won't, but they should. St- they should sack him if they lose two. So to your guy, mate, this isn't good enough. But I don't even think Scott Robinson will take it now. Mm, I don't to either. Be, yeah, to I... be brutally honest, which is sad, and it's just. Like, like you said at the start, Steph, we're all black supporters. You know, me, you, Dino from Dunedin, we, we love this team. But, man, this is just, they're treating us like fools. Mm. It's a train crash you know? in slow and, motion. Yeah, and just and just quickly on Dan Coles, being a good rugby player, being a good all black, but there's better hookers around now. Mm. You know, uh, yeah, it's just it's sad. But I'm be interested to see what Corey says, Corey Flint says. Mm, and yeah, if you I'm... ever get if you get the chance to have a quick move of Kirsty Stanaway, can you ask her why someone like Corey isn't on the breakdown panel or oh, on no. the or on the panel? You know, well, I'm sick of listening to outside backs, eh? Mm. You know, some, <laughs> some some of them just don't have a clue what they're talking about. Yeah. What's wrong with uh, Richard Turner, Kane Hames, White Crockett when he first retired was on used to he was brilliant. They, they understood brilliant. they understood what the. They understood what was going on. Yeah. Kieran Reid, get those, get some guys on there who know what's going on instead of outside backs. Yep. Got a scoop, Graham. We've got one more call to get away before the break, so we'll take that now. Thank you, Graham. Uh, Hayden, g'day. There's a lot of factors to why we've got what we've got at the moment, uh, but I'll just go over a couple that I think. Uh, one would be is that lower tier level of player, the fringe All Blacks, 
uh, who's who are part of this massive exodus over the last five to eight years, we've lost that tier because they've all gone to the money yeah. in, in European yeah. clubs. You know, you think of those, like, even like a guy like Fiki Toa, just off the top of my head, guys like that who just skip the country, there's no longer that fringe there, and that's not bleeding into Super Rugby. Super Rugby is a great spectacle, but it's not really test match style rugby for those the European nations. Um, there's so many factors. So like my, my, I remember when I was a kid, I remember those the Mixed brothers, Joe Stanley, Terry Wright, Grant Fox, That those teams that never lost. Then you go into the Tana, uh, Christian Cullen uh, era, all those guys. My son. Hey, Hayden, can I just get you to hold there because we're going to crash into ads. We'll come back to you in a mo. Uh, just a minute away from you, straight back to Hayden. Sorry about that, Hayden. I was enjoying what you're saying. There were more ads in an NFL game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. What I was saying, man, is you know the the, the that second fringe all back level has now gone. It's not bleeding into Super Rugby. So, you know, um, I remember my day. I was saying I can remember the likes of the Mixed Brothers, Grant Fox, that team. Then through to the um, you know Jonah Cullen Tana era. My son now. There's so much on offer at his school. He's too busy watching NBA basketball, you know. So we've got to be really careful. And it's in the time frame since Steve Chu quit. And I think he quit for a reason. He saw this coming when players were gapping it to go overseas. Mm. Great call. Great shout. Thank you, Hayden. Thanks for holding on. Sorry about mucking you around. We'll take some news. calls in that first hour we couldn't get to them all so keeping the lines open for you 0800 150 811 also in this half hour we're going to catch up with Corey Flint former All Black Soccer Crusaders legend uh, just on what he's making of the season so far and more particularly I'll ask him about the hookers as well um, two newbies two oldies what does he think the right makeup is as well. So if we didn't get to your call, I do apologise, but the lines are now open 0800 150 811. Um, some text messages. Staffy, I agree you said we made them look better. Everyone is saying Japan played well. I don't think they did. They dropped the ball a lot on attack, pushing passes, and if they had have played well, they would have won comfortably, I believe. Yeah, I think Japan did play well, but I... Th- but they're an international rugby side. Of course, they're going to play well. Um, we just weren't there. We we just were not there. And I just don't like this building box and this clunky rhetoric that's been um, shared out there. They've been in camp. They're the best players we've got. Um, so still keen on your thoughts. We'll go to Ryan from Hamilton. G'day, Ryan. Hey, Steph. Um, yeah, some great calls in that last hour and it kind of made me want to call because it's just... You know, ongoing frustration, mate. It annoyed me when, after that Aussie game, that we um, that we took, you know, we took them to the sword and at Eden Park, and everyone went, "Oh, we're back on track and all this." We have to remember where Australia are ranked on the table at the moment, and how many players, are top front line players, they're missing. Mm. We weren't bad. We were good. We were better. But mate, the litmus test, if it wasn't Japan. <laughs> is going to be these next three, uh, next three games, and these games really worry me. I know what way 
my TAB bits are going to be going um, because they'll have us favourites. But by no way should we be. Mate, we just beat, just beat Japan by seven points. And I'm getting sick of hearing, oh, yeah, but teams are catching up. Well, what about us? And you said before, yeah, they're catching up. The teams have always been catching up. They have been. They've always been chasing us or they've been chasing Aussie or England, whoever's been there or South Africa. But we shouldn't use that as our scapegoat. I mean, if you're pulling on the black jersey, you should be looking to thrash Japan. And that's no disrespect to the major leaps and bounds that they have made. But let's actually let that sink in that we lost, uh, sorry, we beat Japan by seven points, and if we're honest with ourselves, we were lucky. Mm. You know, BJ Lahore and, and Pine Tree would be absolutely turning in their grave at what is going on at NZR at the moment. And these guys that are in charge, not just the coaching group, mate, but these people in charge of NZR have to stop looking at ticking bloody boxes, and they have to take a good hard look at themselves and look at where they are leaving our national game. Because as our last caller says, we have more kids not wanting to watch their blacks and not engaging unless they're, you know, really invested, unless their parents are, are, are shoving it down their throats. And, you you know, you probably have this. I'm a passionate rugby supporter. I love rugby. But I love a lot of other sports. And, and the weekend was awesome. I was channel flicking all over the place. But I'm struggling to get my, my son engaged in rugby because of not only the way that it's being played by our top team, but also the way that NZR are actually hand, handling themselves and promoting the game, you know? Yeah, I just don't want this to be the area that we look back and say this is the era it all started going wrong because we can fix it. We have got the depth. We have got the coaches. But we're at a... Is it too strong to say we're at a crisis point at the moment? No, absolutely not. You said that. You said before, mate. Um, this is a slow-moving uh, train wreck. It absolutely is. Mm. What what signs do you see that gives you any hope that we are actually going to win this World Cup? We're not. And I, and I last a few weeks ago when I called you, mate, I said we'll never win a World Cup again. We won't because we're sending all of our top IP out of the country. I know it's hard to keep a hold of it. We don't have the money. But we can't continually keep the same older, sort of stale people involved in the coaching setup. And I put Steve Hansen in that as well, mate, because it started happening under his watch, and then he advocated for Foster. And we have to remember that he was the one that pushed Fozzie in. And you look at that coaching box on the weekend, you look at the ones that are going to be facing us, they're all, we've used the word innovation. There's none in the All, Black, all, all Blacks team, mate. That Japan shut us down and knew exactly what we were going to do. Yep. We didn't know what we were going to do, but they did. Mm. They had our game, mate. They knew exactly what we were going to do, and we had no answer. And I, my father-in-law said to me, oh, yeah, but it was a second-string All Black side. Bullshit. No, sorry about language, no all black side should ever be deemed second string. That's what our all black juniors or New Zealand 15 or all blacks 15 or whatever they want to call them, depending on the day of the week. That's what that team is. No all black team should ever be a B side. Yes. Yes. We're bringing in players and we're helping guys like Tuivasa Sheik and that explore and, and understand what it is to be an all black and, and in the environment and test them. But mate, anyone pulling on that jersey should any day 
be good enough to beat Japan, and we were lucky to do it. And that's what really scares me, and I'm really concerned for the future of New Zealand. Oh, might have just dropped them out there. If you... All of our players, and we're not investing in junior rugby, is letting overseas players or based players play for us, and that there is going to be the demise of New Zealand rugby full stop. I feel like I've been at a funeral, Ryan. <laughs> so do I. So do I, mate. But how good was Shane Van Gisbergen? Yeah, oh, boy. Up the kids. <laughs> and the breakers. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Ryan, always good to chat to Ryan. Yep, the breakers, Gizzy, uh, Hayden Wild, the Black Ferns, the Black Caps. Uh, fantastic. Um, let's catch up with Gary from Upper Hutt. G'day, Gary. G'day, Stasties. I don't know how to follow on after that. It was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, wasn't it just? But I'll tell you what, you can feel safe in the knowledge that they will have taken some learnings from that, Staffy. Oh, sorry. I sorry. I shouldn't have said the L word, should I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they will have. But hey, I must be the only person in the country with that forward path everyone keeps going on about saying, you know, we're very lucky with it. I'm not convinced that it that it wasn't okay. I actually thought the ball was pretty flat. I thought Mwanga got through that tackle, reached his arm out, and he's got like about a metre of reach there, mm. and I, I reckon he throws it flat, two of us are Sheik's in front of him, but he takes the ball behind him. Mm. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I must be the only one that sort of, oh, I'm not convinced that it actually was forward. Yeah, it was um, one of those so, calls I could... I was probably happy with either. Like, uh, if I was being completely impartial, I could see if they called it forward, I'd go, ah, okay. And if they called it fair, I'd go, ah, okay. It was uh, like a 50-50. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of in the same. But everyone that's jumping up and down, the blatant forward pass, oh, I, I just don't know that it was blatant. I really don't. And the other one that people going on about, jumping up and down about, is Glenn Phillips. And, okay, it was a great innings. But you've got to remember, he was dropped when he was on 12, and he was dropped when he was on 43 as yes. well. And, okay, you take your luck, but let's not blow things out of proportion here. Because <laughs> yeah, without him, we get, what do we score, 60? Without Glenn Phillips? Oh, hell, yeah. If he goes out on 12, and that catch was a goober. I mean, oh, good God, even I could have caught that, and I'm half blind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good man, Gary. What are you up to today? Yeah. Uh, we're doing a bit of painting, actually, out at Paraparam Airport. And, oh, uh, nice. Yeah, beautiful day here. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, painting the Met Service building there. Just, yeah. yeah, lovely day. Well, enjoy your day. Keep the keep the wireless on. Good to uh, have I your will. company. Yeah, got you in the air. Good yeah. on you, boy. <laughs> All right, mate. Talk later. Gary, formerly of Upper Hutt, currently in Paraparaumu, the beautiful Kabuti Coast, Christian Cullen country. Uh now we go to another great part of the world, like two sunny areas in a row, Paraparaumu and Tauranga. G'day, Craig. G'day, Steph. How you doing? Good, thanks, Craig. You were spot on with your, your road cones and Tauranga remark uh, before, <laughs> before midday. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't wrong there. Um, hey, last week everyone was chatting about you know what to watch, especially with the, the Black Ferns and the All Blacks at the same time. Um, there's so much sport on, mate. So much sport. So um, I was unsure, uh, and I, I thought when when I get there, I'll know what I want to watch. Turned out it was supercars, so well. didn't have to worry about the rugby debate. Um, I did watch them, watch them both, but didn't watch either of them live. Watch the supercars. So yeah, um, what does that say about rugby, right? Mm. Um, what did you make of the Black Ferns game? I really enjoyed it. 
Oh, I enjoyed it, and I enjoyed it. What, what other people have said as well, just that that, that sort of ad hoc nature, the, the way they just play what's in front, um, just so entertaining, so much more entertaining than men's rugby at the moment. Um, and, and anyone that doesn't have time for women's sport needs to, well, certainly women's rugby needs to um, needs to take a real good look because that was a far better game. You know, I mean, I know it wasn't competitive at all, but, um, yeah, so, so good to watch. Um, just what we used to see with the All Blacks, right? Um, the unpredictability. Yeah unpredictability um what i was going to say i was going to ring in last week and i and i i wanted a little bit of time just to to think about it beforehand and i didn't really get an opportunity anyway last week but everyone was up in arms about the the clash between you know the 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 kickoff times um to me a bit of a non-event um kind of just flushed the dunny and move on it was a mistake that was made yeah sure it should have been picked up but i don't think it was as big a deal as there's perhaps what it was made out to be the bigger deal for me was the fact that um, Mark Robinson was in Japan. Now I know there's commercial reasons and it was probably more financially beneficial for him to be up there networking or whatever, but that's to me missing the whole point. The whole point is women's world cup in New Zealand quarterfinal. That's where he should have been hundred percent. That's where he should have been not up in Japan. If the women were up there playing in a Japanese team for a warm-up for a northern tour and the men were home playing a quarter-final of the World Cup, where would he be? He'd be here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just think that that was the bigger issue and I think it goes to show that New Zealand Rugby Union from top down, including the all-black coaches, are just missing the mark and missing the point and, uh, and, and in that regard, I just think he, he was just missing the point completely and, and I think Foster and his coaching team are just missing the point with... Um, you know, with their team selections, their team rotations, with their, their game plans. I just It's just not good enough. It really isn't. Yeah, and I feel like we're all whining, Craig, but I, but we're not. Like, pretty much everyone to a person says, we want them to win. We, we're still supporters, but we're just feeling a little bit, I don't know, is alienated the word or, or uninspired? Yeah, I guess so. And and you know what the most frustrating thing is? After that weekend of sport, and you've gone through the list, you know, Hayden Wild, Breakers, Shane Van Gisbergen, Black Cats, women, the, the Black Ferns, um, the All Blacks had a win. No one should be whining. We no. shouldn't be whining, but what are we doing? We're whining. <laughs> you know, like we're, we're having a whinge, and it was probably one of the best weekends of sport that New Zealand's produced recently, and, and yet everyone's having a whinge. And, and wh- why? It's because... Yeah, uninspired, I don't know. All those words you used, I think you were, yeah. Yeah, it's just frustrating. Frustrating is a word for me. Mm. Um, yeah. But, yeah, the Black Caps, um, yeah, I watched that as well. That that was great. Um, but, yeah, going back to my original point, the, the whole internal debate about what I'm going to watch live, and, and it turned out it was neither of the rugby games. So, yeah. <laughs> there you go. There yeah. you go. Inadvertently made up your own mind without making up your own mind. Exactly. That's it. <laughs> Good man. Good chatting, right, Craig. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Um, Corey Flynn's not going to be available till after half past one. So what we'll do, we'll take a quick break. I've got lots of text messages to get through. But, you know, on the afternoon show, uh, phone calls get precedence. So um, if you want to talk about the rugby or Giz or the Black Ferns or Hayden Wild or the Black Caps, open line talk back till the bottom of the hour. 0800 150 11. Love to hear from you. Fueling your mission. Pop into your local for some good value fuel. Gull.nz. Mark Stafford kicking back and talking sport all afternoon. It's Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. 
We are back. Phone lines are open if you want to give us a bell. 0800 150 A lot of texts have come in, so let's get through those. They have come in on the Temper Bed Post text machine. That's where it lives. Double eight double three. Here we go from Mark. Uh, hey, Stevie, first of all, I used to like rugby and league equally. After the last two years, I've gone off union to the point where I don't even like it now. It's supposed to be our national game. Teams used to fear the All Blacks. And what's, expect of, what's expected of them in these next three games? And what, if anything, are the consequences if they lose? Well, probably nothing, because the powers that be don't care. Sitting in their offices on exorbitant wages saying we don't care. Also, Staffy, why can't you be a bit more forthcoming and at least let them know you're not happy with it all as well? I think I've sort of made that clear that I'm demystified and not happy about it. Um, another text here. Wasn't the music in Whangarei great? After years of the same old stuff that does my head in at NPC and Super Level. Oh, I must say, I, di- I, di- I didn't. Um, I had two things going at once at that stage. So I, I'm pleased to hear the music in Whangarei was good. Excellent. Hey, Staffy from Carl. Did your ex bookmaker senses go off when the All Blacks went for the penalty kick after time was up when they could have just kicked the ball out? I found it a strange decision. I had a little bell. I think they just had enough and just wanted to make sure that time was completely done and just move out by another three points on what was already a far too narrow a, a victory, to be perfectly honest. Someone's saying that uh, he's a good player, but Blackadder is too light-framed um, and he's going too hard, and that's what's causing his injuries. Dan, Dan, I've stood next to Ethan Blackadder. I was surprised how big he was, actually. He's quite a raw-boned sort of guy, but he's... he's um He's a bit the cause first, my body second. And that's uh, potentially where the injuries come from. I I hope he comes back better than ever because I like the edge that Ethan Blackadder brings. Um, My understanding, he's going to be ready for the start of Super Rugby. So a big campaign from him. Who knows? And I I hark back to the chat we had on the show with Murray Mexted a few weeks ago. And he said number sevens in New Zealand is uh, Savia Kane. Uh, Blackadder, Daylight Fourth is what he said. Or did he say, sorry, he said Kane, Papali'i and um, Blackadder and then Daylight Fourth. Um, Really keen to see Ethan Blackadder back. I think he's a fine player. Um, Did you read the Herald article about why Foster was reappointed? Apparently Razor and his preferred team have no international experience. Fraser from Tauranga. I haven't read that article. But... I was um, at a function on Friday, which why I wasn't here, but um, there was some, some conversations around there was that no international experience. But the original assistants in Plumtree and Brad Moore, fine coaches in their own right, but they had zero international experience. And in fact, Brad Moore had only just gone to Clinethley, and I think they must have had to have bought him out of his contract to bring him back. He had no international experience. Maybe in hindsight, they're thinking maybe we should have just left him there, um, go and lead Clinethley, have a campaign, have, leave him there for two or three years and then bring him back. Maybe it was too soon for Bradmore. And I hope he resurfaces because he is a, is a good coach, but maybe um, along with a few others has been asked to do something that maybe didn't quite have the tools and the t- toolkit to do. I really rate Bradmore. Um, 
but he's been um, collateral damage. Uh, we used to be so good at running the ball, but we've lost that. And Richie Moonga did not play well on Saturday at all. Too much kicking. I think Bowden Barrett needs another go at 10. Yeah, the Moonga de- Barrett debate's going to raise its head. Uh, the post-match interview with Richie Moonga said uh, mentally they weren't there, which was a big admission that mentally they weren't there. Uh, one from Adam. One thing I don't understand, Steph, the boys had three weeks leading into the Japan test and yet Foster comes out with clunky. Surely there was a penciled inside from four weeks out for that test. You would expect so that they would have had, gosh, 13 or 14 of the 15 earmarked for that game. Um, someone else says, now Roger goes to the All Black 15. Is this finally admission an admission that he hasn't had enough rugby to be a top-line All Black And from what I saw on Saturday, nothing's changed. I think he probably had a better game. Good enough to to, to command an all-black 12 jersey? Probably not. (sighs) Staff, I love your show, but can we please not dwell on the all-blacks all the time? Let's celebrate the black caps and Glenn Phillips batting along with the Trent Bolt bowling. Just outstanding. Watto can come and fill in and bring his passion when the all-blacks need a (laughs) tune-up. Cheers, love the show, Dave. I tell you what... I don't like talking about the All Blacks all of the time. Um, and when there was the debate about what was Midday Madness going to be today, it, it fell on the All Blacks. And look, so many calls, so many text messages, but I don't want to take the gloss off a wonderful weekend as well. Wonderful. Uh, Staffy, what was the score when Japan played France in July? Uh, one of them was close. One of them was a hiding. Uh, I'm just trying to remember, something like 2015 and something like 43-21 were the two scores, but it wasn't France's top team either. Uh, Roger, two of us, Sheck played well. He might not be the best player, but he would not let us down, thrown into a World Cup final. Don't forget, Sonny Bill Williams was second string to Ma'a. Asafo Amur surely has to get to be back up hooker, Glenn. Ooh, a lot of ground covered there. Um I thought, yeah, as I say, I thought Roger had his, his had his better game, but I feel like he's been asked to do too much too soon. And then the opportunities he's had to play meaningful games, he was not released to Blues and All Blacks and just play some play some time. Um, a really hard position to learn second five. Um, Women's Rugby World Cup: France are playing three dollars, New Zealand a dollar thirty three. You've got to be joking! It should be evens. Or France favourites. I hadn't looked that up. I'll tell you what I did look up. I looked up the odds for this weekend with the All Blacks game, if you didn't know. So in your mind's eye, just have a think about it before I read it out. What do you think the All Blacks versus Wales school, uh, odds should be? What do you think the point start should be? How much would we beat Wales by? I'll, I'll give you that clue. New Zealand are favourites. No surprise there. What do you reckon it should be? I'll tell you what it is. New Zealand a dollar twenty seven, Wales three dollars eighty. Point start of twelve. Get ready for a big move on that. Get ready for a big move on that. Um do you think Roger Tuavasashek should have gone on the end of year tour last year? He was unlucky Auckland got caught up with the COVID situation last year. So his first chance at higher levels was this year's super rugby. If he went on that tour, it would have given if he went on that tour, it would have given him the insight into how the All Blacks run. As much of a flare-up that would have caused, I think he is always going to be an All Black when he moved 
back. Oh, I can't recall a player that's had as much conversation about him that's played less, less minutes. Um, another one here. All Blacks played the same game plan as the Japanese. Fast and quick. It played right into their hands and the Japanese were better at it. Just the wrong game plan by us. Full stop. Full stop. Staff, I'm not not saying. <laughs> Staffy, not saying. But India's loss to South Africa almost knocks Pakistan out of out of the World Cup. Some strange shots from India's lower order. Stephen Wall turning into <laughs> We've all got our alarm bells on. Um on the back of a recent caller, I just ran some stats on the All Black players used this year across 10 tests. 10 tests. 41 players used. Number of changes each week as follows. Oh, so these are between tests, the number of changes that have been made. 6, 12, 10, 9, 1, 4, 5, 13, 19. And they wonder why they play clunky and don't have combinations. G'day, Staffy. Enjoying the show. Not enough credit has been given to New Zealand rugby and this weekend's scheduling of the All Blacks Wales games, not being in direct competition with the Black Ferns. Good to see them taking the learnings from last week. <laughs> but a bing. Thank you, Des. Is that really Des? Thank you, Des. Staffy, something off topic. Get the team to Google Ross Chastain, Wall Ride. That is C-H-A-S-T-A-I-N, Wall Ride. I don't follow the NASCAR, but it's epic, and it just happened. He channeled his inner game to ride the wall on the final win. I'm going to go and Google that. But for now, we'll take new sport and weather with Johnny Mack. We'll be back. Corey Flynn, not far away. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.